Welcome to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. Um, I am Tim Fredericks, your co-host, joined by Fran Gavin in the studio tonight. Good evening, Fran. Good evening, Tim. And uh, uh, following along on our semester-long series of shows that are curated by our doctoral students, uh, today's show is going to be um, curated by uh, Shannon Benson, a doctoral student here at Centenary. So without further ado, I'm gonna turn it over to Shannon. Good evening. Uh, today I will be interviewing Dr. Jane Esposito, um, who has been working within the school's Sparta district since 2000. She is currently the supervisor of, of the Sparta School District Aligned Wellness Counseling Center program. Her back background includes being a New Jersey licensed psychologist in private practice since 2005, and a New Jersey certified school, school psychologist since 2000. She specializes in treatment of child, adolescent, and young adults to include anxiety, depression, mood, behavior disorders, and psychological evaluations. She enjoys supervising masters and doctoral level graduate interns and recently became a master trainer in the threat assessment for the New Jersey Department of Education and the Department of Homeland Security. And so without further ado, we will jump right into the questions, um, the interview questions that I have for Dr. Jane Esposito. How are you doing this evening, Dr. Esposito? Good, good, thank you. Uh, I'm very happy to be here today to speak, so thank you for inviting me. Absolutely, first off, I wanna thank you for taking the time to uh, conduct this interview. Um, this is greatly appreciated. Um, so we'll jump right into it. So Jane, Jane, please uh, start us off by talking to us about the Align, uh, the Align program, and what it actually stands for, um, and what is this, what is this ideal purpose? Sure. Um, so the Align Wellness uh, Counseling Program is a district-wide uh, counseling and wellness program within the Sparta School District, uh, which offers uh, counseling and wellness uh, services to primarily the students, um, but we also offer, you know, wellness activities um, to staff members. The, you know, when you ask what, you know, what we stand for and, you know, what its purpose is, uh, you know, we like, we, we stand for a, a holistic approach uh, to promote total wellness um, within our Sparta learning community. We, um, believe in you know, our mission is to destigmatize uh, you know mental health uh, we want you know kids to you know feel comfortable um, about you know promoting um, healthy you know minds and bodies so you know the whole um, the holistic approach you know we um, do that uh, through combining you know physical social emotional and mental health dim dimensions. Um, and we do that all again to, you know, ensure that, you know, our, our kids, unless they are feeling good mentally, um, you know, we know that they're not going to be able to do well academically. So, you know, we're there to really just, just provide all that support to them. You know, we do that through individual and group counseling. Um, we do that, you know, by offering well-being services. We're teaching them the, you know, those healthy aspects of, you know, um, mindfulness and meditation, um, the, the healthy aspects of, you know, engaging in, in activities such as yoga, uh, you know, all kinds of things that, that, that we feel that by teaching them and, and they can have those things as a toolkit for them, 
is just going to, as they grow and, you know, go off to whatever it else is that their, you know, plans are, you know, at the high school level, going to college, getting a job, um, you know, that they know that just, just by asking for support, um, you know, that they can, you know, they can find individuals, uh, you know, professionals uh, in a respectful and confidential um, environment uh, that they can perhaps get some of those those answers, you know, that they need to helping promote them, uh, their healthy minds and bodies. Absolutely. So one of the things I know a lot of times in SCL, we focus on the students. I think one of the things that you said really resonated with me. Um, so if you can elaborate on just some of the activities or some of the things that you would do to support um, staff as far as their social emotional wellness, especially in these, these you know, difficult sure. times with COVID. Yeah. Well, you know, um, and, and we, we have to take care of our staff, right? Um, so they're, they're, the, the, they're the mothership. And, um, you know, as we saw, you know, through COVID especially, you know, you see, you hear about the record number of, you know, educators that are, that are leaving, leaving the field. You know, we have to figure out a way to, you know, to stick together. And one of the things that we found was, you know, offering those wellness supports. So we offer, you know, yoga classes. Um, we've offered um, breath work. We have offered um, art therapy, pet therapy. Uh, you know, if we, we have a pet therapy program in the district. And I, and I have to tell you, like, our, our biggest uh, customers, so to speak, are our are, are staff members. You know, um, so, it, it, you know, it's giving them that break. You know, sometimes they just need that break during the day or after school. You know, at our high school, we actually um, have a, a gym. You know, there's a gym there, you know, with treadmills and, um, you know, some stair masters and, you know, the weights. And it was just a matter of just looking at that, you know, that area and saying, hey, you know what, we can um, dust off these things. We can offer, you know, let them know that it's there um, and, you know, uh, inviting them to come in and, and, and use it. So, you know, they just feel like they're supported. We've created some um, wellness areas, you know, at our high school and our um, middle school. Uh, we have a at the high school, we have a wellness garden now. Uh, where, you know, staff can just feel free, get, get your cup of coffee, go sit outside. Um, you know, there's a family of birds there, uh, you know, just, just areas for them to be able to just, you know, um, take a breather. And, and the important thing is, is that they know that we're thinking about them. We know that, that they're important and, you know, we have these spaces and these activities for them to engage in uh, so that they can, um, you know, we're promoting their healthy minds and bodies also. Absolutely. So once again, I think this in these times, this is something that is very needed for not only our, our students, but as well for our staff. So if you don't mind, talk to us about how did this program get started and how did you um, first get involved with the program? Sure. Um, so, you know, as you mentioned, you know, I've been in the Sparta School District um, as a school psychologist since since 2000. Um, one of the things that, you know, just as one of the staff members, uh, we were starting to notice because I was at the high school level, uh, was that, you know, a lot of the kids required um, much more intensive counseling. And so we were referring out, you know, obviously, you know, we were doing school-based counseling, but we were referring out a lot. And a lot of times the parents would come back and say, you know, um, I, I don't have insurance, um, I can't get my six foot, you know, uh, two inch uh, son 
to, you know, come with me to go to the, the counseling services. And so we just kind of started looking around. And one of the things that um, Sparta is blessed with is that they have really good hiring practices. Um, part of those hiring practices is that, you know, a lot of the staff members that we have are not only uh, whether they're not uh, school psychologists or school social workers, uh, but they wear, you know, many different hats and a lot of them are, are licensed. So we we're just looking around and saying, like, you know what, um, if there's a way to offer uh, students counseling services through these professionals after school before the kids go home, you know, um, maybe that's a way that we can um, help connect them to the services that they have. So that's really how it started. Additionally, you know, I got the support um, from our superintendent at that point because the superintendent was um, very committed to offering an alternative to suspension program. Uh, and so we kind of worked it out where it was like, well, if we can offer this alternative to suspension program, you know, um, as part of this, you know, these counseling services, then maybe we have something that we can, you know, that we can build upon here. And that's really, you know, how it started. And then we just, you know, started looking at logistics and we were able to start it off by offering two days a week of counseling services, you know, after school. And, and those counseling services continue today. Thank you. So what are some reasons, um, what are some reasons that you would normally see um, or do you, you would like to see that a student would be interested or, and are recommended to the Align program? Sure. I mean, um, so, you know, the referrals come in from, um, you know, spectrum. It could come in from a guidance counselor, a teacher, a, a students themselves, um, you know, parents. So those are all avenues uh, that, you know, they can request services, you know, through a line. Um, most of the reasons that they that they come through is because they, you know, are looking for some type of mental health support, you know, um, don't have to. And this was, you know, before COVID, you know, before when we started, uh, you know, the we're seeing just high numbers of, you know, students um, coming in for services for, anxiety um, and depression. I would definitely have to say, you know, anxiety is, is at the top of the list, um, but they can come in for any reason. You know, sometimes it's it's that first breakup, you know, that they're experiencing um, all the way down to the gamut of, you know, where they're, um, you know, perhaps they're, you know, having thoughts of, of self-harm and, and they're really looking for help, right? Um, so they can they can come in for all you know kinds of reasons. Uh, some of our students you know get started because they you know there's a friend that they see that's getting some services. Uh, maybe that friend um, asks them to come along to you know um, participate in the yoga class, and then they start to you know just kind of get hooked on some of those those wellness services um, that are so important. So it really, you know, really runs the gamut. Um, we have groups that are run um, right now. Uh, we've had a continuing uh, girls group uh, who it's really kind of cool because some of the, the girls have come in, you know, starting off as a freshman. Then they become like the senior leaders uh, and, you know, have a lot of a lot of stories. Um, and it's that role modeling so the, the groups from that perspective have just been, you know, getting bigger, um, but it's just a, you know, it's nice to know that uh, they, they feel like there's a place that they can come um, that's just a safe and confidential environment for them, you know, uh, and it's, um, 
you know, it's, pre it's pretty cool. You know, sometimes they come in just for the pet therapy, but, but uh, it, it's, it's pretty awesome. Absolutely. So it seems that, you know, just based off of the program that, that where it started and where it is now um, is in two completely different places. Um, so would you say that the vision, um, that your vision of the Align program, it, did it continue on that path? Or do you feel that you maybe made a pivot along the way when you found out other needs that may be needed for the staff and our students? Yeah, you know, so it was after, um, you know, three years of the, the high school being, you know, um, of running that it just, like I said, it just, because we just have such, you know, incredible, you know, professionals and the students and it is just, we really filled a need there that, you know, as a district, you know, now the district administration is saying, you know, hmm, you know, we can, and this happened a few years ago that, you know, perhaps we need to have this program in our other buildings. And so the next building that, you know, um, had a great need for that uh, was the middle school. Um, and so, you know, then it just kind of like, it just grew, you know, into offering some of those services now at the middle school. And it's, and, and in each building, it's, it's, it's just a little different, you know, in each building, it depends on what the needs are. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, the theoretically, you know, it's a counseling and, and wellness program, but some of those tenants may be different just based on what the needs are in each one of those buildings. Um, so, you know, at the middle school, the middle school, um, had a, a need for some intensive services uh, and they were bringing in services into the middle school. Um, but the services that they were bringing into uh, the middle school, wonderful services. It's just that those services, when you bring them in, they're not able to service more students. Um, so that, you know, program that they had bringing in was only servicing, I believe, up to maybe 12, you know, um, students. Whereas when you bring it in-house, uh, it's like you're able to not only just service those at-risk students, but we're meeting, you know, like we're, we're doing the RTI, right? You know, we're, we're looking at those tiered interventions. So we're able to, you know, go tier one, tier two, tier three, um, you know, offering some of, you know, preventive um, programs. And, and that could be, you know, the well-being services. It's some of those psychoeducational programs that, that we get out there. Uh, you know, also to the parents, uh, to that level too, where, like I said, it could just be students who, you know, were, were, were not, um, we're providing them perhaps with short-term therapy all the way to the third tier, which is, you know, some of the students um, here at the middle school, they get groups that are offered to them weekly, you know, so they get set up there with their groups, they get check-ins every day, um, they have a counselor that they meet with weekly, uh, so it really just depends on the needs of the building, but that's how it, you know, it has, it grew from just being at the high school to now being at the middle school. And now they're at, it's actually in our other um, three lower level buildings also, you know, at different, at different levels of need. Absolutely. Um, I really, I think it's great, you know, when we talk about RTI, you know, I think a lot of times when we talk about RTI moving into that second and third tier, when we start to talk about in, increasing frequency and intensity, a lot of times those supports are not there. So it's great to hear that the Align program supports um, the social emotional wellness um, as it you know coordinates with, of course, RTI. Yeah. Um, 
And of course, I know you spoke to the different levels and of course, every level has a different need. What Would you say that there's a, a grade level or uh, a grade level that has a, a higher need or the greatest need, whether we're talking about elementary or secondary? Um, I mean, I definitely think, you know, secondary um, has a higher need, you know, you know, and I, I just think it's an inherent in, uh, you know, the development um, of where they're at, right? You know, them, their, their um, identity needs, uh, you know, just even just like I said, going back to that first breakup, you know, things along those lines. Um, but that does not discount that, you know, our lower levels, um, certainly, and it's, and it's where I'm seeing more of a need now also is in that um, fourth, fifth grade range. So just that, you know, that pre-adolescent going into uh, the middle, you know, the middle school. Um, but at the lower level, the need is definitely much more that we're seeing is definitely much more social skills based. Um, doesn't mean that that we haven't seen quite a few kids again with anxiety um, and depression, but um, but certainly, and we don't know. You know, there's still you know we're. I was having a good discussion with the director of the um, emergency room, the mental health emergency at at uh, Newton Mental Health, and you know, are, are we seeing more of a COVID effect? You know, from some at some of those lower um, ages because you know they they really got hit hard you know, um, in terms of being out of school and some of those, you know, key, you know, grade levels, whether or not it was, you know, making those first friendships and, and things like that. But, um, you know, again, it's just, it's, it, you just see more students at the higher levels, but there's definitely, um, some of the same issues, but much more socially based is, is what we're seeing at the lower levels. Absolutely. Um, I would well, assume. this is a good opportunity to take a short break. Uh, fascinating conversation about social emotional learning. And uh, so you're listening to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. And welcome back to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. Kim Fredericks, along with my co-host Fran Gavin in the studio this evening, welcoming Shannon Benson doctoral student here at Centenary University who's curating our program and his very special guest, Dr. Jane Esposito from the Sparta School System. Um, Gannon, take it away. So Jane, um, I know a lot of times when we talk about supporting students um, outside of you know academic performance, one of the things that pop up is you know the concern with missing that academic time. Um, so talk to us about just some of the times that that the actual aligned supports are offered, um, whether that being before, after school, or during the day, or just sort of a combination. But just talk to us about that a little bit. Sure, yeah, I mean, um, but very great question because, um, you know, certainly don't wanna take kids out of their academics. Uh, so if a student is getting services during the day, um, they're always taking out of, of not, I should just say, they're never taken out of a core course. Um, so they would be perhaps, you know, first choice, uh, maybe uh, PE. Um, it could be an elective that perhaps they are Ryan agreeing to get Christine, to be Ryan, taken out of. I'm sorry. It could also, we also offer services after school. So there really is a choice, um, you know, there is a choice there. So whether or not it's, you know, in our 
um, you know, kindergarten uh, all the way up to the 12th grade. Those discussions happen, you know, with the parents and the students in terms of, okay, when would be the best time for us to be able to support your student? Um, so, you know, at the lower levels, because our day starts later, uh, they can opt for counseling services before school. Um, and at the high school and the middle school level, they can opt for um, counseling services after school. The, it is offered two days a week, no matter, you know, what building you're in. And again, if it's during the day, then it would be um, taken out of a class that is agreed upon, but um, generally not, not a core course. That's good, good to hear. So talk to me about what a typical day um, would look like for a student that is receiving supports, um, whether, whether that being before, um, during, or after the school day. Um, just what would that actually look like for that student? Sure. So, you know, I mean, I guess I'll start with, you know, um, starting at the at the higher levels, you know, if they are, you know, receiving um, counseling, you know, uh, during the school day, it could be during their lunch period. Um, you know, they would come down, uh, they would meet with their counselor. Uh, if it's after school, then, you know, it's just it's set up just like a, you know, just like a doctor's office. You know, they have their appointments, they come in. Um, they meet with their counselors, uh, you know, to start off the, you know, in terms of any of the services that they have, um, the beginning sessions could be intakes, you know, we have intakes with the parents and the students. Um, if it's at the lower levels, you know, they would be meeting with their, you know, clinician um, before school. At the middle school, they also get, um, like I said, because that program was um, is is more intense in terms of offering some of the students more intense services during the day, so they actually have their group counseling um, scheduled into their into their day, um, so they know you know weekly um, that say uh, you know Mondays and Wednesdays that during period three they come down and they meet with their um, with their clinicians. So it's definitely something that is you know scheduled ahead of time. Uh, and they know what to expect and, and where to go. It's great. It sounds like there's, there's many options um, for students to um, really attend the Align program, and which is, I, I really think, a great thing because when we're talking about supporting social-emotional wellness, um, you know, we shouldn't have restraints in regards to other, other things that we have going on, right, other obligations and things of that sort. So with the right. many options that you have, do you run into any issues where those options really just doesn't fit um, something that the parent either won't or the student would, would be able to do because of extracurricular activities and things of that sort? Absolutely. I mean, and those are definitely things that, you know, um, there's, you know, at times, and, and fortunately, I would have to say, you know, in, in one of the buildings that I'm thinking about, you know, sometimes logistically, um, you know, what what is an issue that we always have is sometimes it's space, right? right. Um, you know, it's looking for that space. We have great space, you know, at our, at our upper levels, I think just because, you know, the buildings are newer, right? Um, mm -hmm. And there's just, there's just more space. And when, when we get down to the lower levels, you know, sometimes we just have to be creative. You know, we have to look for open rooms. Um, you know, at one of our schools, we're, we're literally using, you know, an area, uh, a confidential area that's near our stage. Um, so it, it just really, really uh, depends. But sometimes, you know, 
a parent might be looking for services, right, or students looking for services, but when a particular counselor has their availability, it may not line up to when that particular student has an avail available class or it's the best class for them to be taken out of regularly, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, at the at the upper levels, too, you know, a lot of times the kids are, well, I, I would say, actually, that's not even correct. Like, all of the levels, kids have a lot of stuff going on after school. You know, mm -hmm. they have clubs and activities. So sometimes, you know, there's a um, mismatch, you know, there. But I, I would generally say that, um, you know, it, it, it always works out. We figure out a way to, and, and I think you mentioned that before, it's like the flexibility of it. So... Mm -hmm you know, somehow we, we try to make it um, work. Absolutely. So what would you say, do you have, a, what would you say the, um, the number um, of students that you, you're currently servicing, just an idea of the number of students that you're servicing through the Align program at this time? Sure. You know, I just, I just literally went through the numbers. Um, so at the high school right now, we're servicing uh, about 35 students um, between um, before, uh, uh, not before, but during school and after school. Um, but keeping in mind that these are, it's a short term, you know, we offer short term counseling um, sessions. So those counseling sessions can run anywhere between, you know, four to eight weeks. Um, and so, we, you know, we, we try to make sure that we are hitting those goals, you know, um, because we want to make sure that, you know, they're getting a benefit out of it. Um, we might have to switch up goals. Um, but at the high school level, it, you know, we're about 35 students right now. And that does not include, actually, our alternative to suspension program, which is, a, you know, a whole nother, um, you know, uh, program of students. Um, you know, right now, I believe in our alternative suspension program, we have about 10 to 12 kids that are just, you know, and I can, I can go through what that, what that program is, but meeting, um, what their, uh, plan is. Cause every kid that comes through that gets a, a, an individualized plan, um, at the middle school, our, our numbers, uh, basically the same. It's about 35 kids, you know, going through there. And then it, you know, as you, you get to the lower levels right now, um, Helen Morgan school, we have about 20 students. And then between, um, I like to combine, uh, because our Mohawk Avenue school is just one level, uh, between, uh, Mohawk Avenue school and our, um, pre-K through two, we have about 20 kids, uh, combined. So you can see where that, you know, again, um, depending on the grade levels, depending on how many um, students are in each building, uh, those are the amount of um, students that we're servicing. Absolutely. So you touched on it a bit. Um, you talked about the alternative to suspension. Of course, you know, one of the one of a, another hot topic in education being just the res using restorative practices and, and really finding other ways to um, just to sort of restore, um, restore students doing the right thing outside of just going right into discipline. Would you like to talk to us about just how Align really incorporates into that model of restorative practice? Sure. And and you, you just hit the, you know, that that's exactly um, what it is. It's restorative practice. 
So that program, again, started at the high school. Um, it was intended really, uh, I, I think it all started, you know, we, we have new vape uh, detectors or it's not new anymore. Um, but, you know, as the vape detectors were being put in, um, no different than any of the other, you know, school districts, uh, you know, across the country, there were a, a handful of students that were being identified as, you know, um, using um, substances that they shouldn't be using, right? Um, and then according to what the school policy is, you know, they would have to be suspended out, you know, whether that's, you know, a five-day suspension, sometimes it could be up to a 10-day suspension. Um, and, you know, it, it's just never a good idea to take kids out of school for a period of time, right? Um, so what happens with the alternative to suspension program is that the parents are offered, um, and we have it down now that, you know, parents um, are given information about the alternative suspension right at the beginning of the school year um, so they can, you know, sign off on whether or not they're interested if in the event that their kid um, comes up against this challenge, whether they would want um, them suspended out of school or whether or not they would want to receive services through the alternative to suspension program. The services that they would get through the alternative suspension program is that their suspension would be held in abeyance until they meet um, what the plan is for their restorative practice through the alternative suspension program. So I'll just give you, you know, a quick um, idea. If it's a student who for, you know, perhaps um, was caught with a vape, it was their first time vaping, um, they don't have any other issues, you know, any other um, substance use has been identified. Uh, they would undergo a psychoeducational component. So it, it would entail, you know, really learning about the ill effects of vaping, um, the ill effects of substance use, uh, making better choices. So they, that would be a component. They would have to meet with um, a counselor, you know, um, and generally it's our student assistance counselor. Uh, and um, it's, they would have to do that, you know, uh, whether it's typically after school, but we do work with students. Sometimes they come in before school, like if they have basketball practice or, you know, whatever that might be. Again, we try to be flexible with them. Um, but once they fulfill whatever it is that their plan is, then they would, um, you know, we notify them the vice principals uh, and they would not have to be suspended out of school. You know, it could be very different for a student perhaps that has a, maybe a much more serious substance use program. Um, if it's something that we think that, you know, we can handle through our program, if not, they may be referred out. Um, but, you know, oftentimes what we're seeing is sometimes the kids that are, you know, utilizing substances, um, they're utilizing the substances perhaps to quell anxiousness. Uh, and then what actually happens is, is that they get referred to the Align um, Counseling Program. Uh, so, you know, it, it really just runs again. We've, we've had students who, you know, if you're a repeat offender, which we don't have a lot of recidivism, um, but if they are, then, um, you know, part of their program might be doing uh, community service. So we, we really do run the gamut. Um, but what we're seeing now, I just want to mention that, is that there is an expansion of the program because it's not just for substance use. It could also be for, um, you know, other perhaps character issues, uh, anything that would require them to be out of school where we, if we could assist them 
um, by educating them in school, then that's you know a better option for them. Absolutely. Um, as a former vice principal, I, I'm really interested in you know just hearing that because one of my thoughts is always you know students do the wrong thing based off of one or two things. Uh, see the defiance or a lack of understanding, you know, and I think a lot of times just our typical way of providing discipline doesn't really fix that 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 lack of understanding piece. Um, so I, I would like to think that many educators uh, would really be interested in, in hearing more just about the, alter, the alternative to suspension program, which I really think is a great thing, uh, which rolls us into the next question. When we're talking about servicing 120 plus students, um, within the school district, and I'm sure it's not just my question, but anyone that would be interested in this program, is the next big question is, of course, how do you staff this program um, and ensure that they have that you have proper supports for the amount of uh, caseload that you have? Right. Yeah. Great. Great question. Because um, you know, we started out at the high school with, uh, you know, let's see, there were three of us as counselors, um, and then we had three interns. So you only take all, you know, I, I would say for anyone that wants to, you know, um, start a program, you're only going to, you know, bite off as much as you can chew, right? You don't want to, you want to make sure that your program is sustainable. Um, so, you know, again, you're, you as the referrals will come in, and this is even today, you know, we look and see like, okay, like, you know, Where's that master list? How many, you know, um, ca uh, counselors do we have? What is the availability? Um, so that, and and sometimes, you know, um, it might be short, but sometimes we have a waiting list. Uh, you know, right now at the high school, we're, we're pretty packed in terms of servicing kids during the day, but we have some spots after school. So, you know, um, it, it really just depends on logistically, you know, what you can service. Now, in terms of staffing the program, again, anyone who is a clinician within the Align Wellness Center program is a licensed professional. So whether or not they're a licensed psychologist or a licensed clinical social worker, um, licensed associate counselor, um, that's how we are able to, you know, offer professional services. Those are the services that are offered before and after school. Now, a big chunk of the services are run during the day, and we or are able to service kids because we have a graduate, um, we're a designated graduate learning site for um, some of our local universities. So we have a contract um, for their uh, doctoral and graduate students at Montclair State. Um, we have students now from Pace University. We have um, a contract with Rutgers University with their School of Social Work. Um, you know, so we have a, a, a number of these programs. Right now we have 12, um, you know, graduate slash doctoral interns, school psych interns that are working within us um, to, you know, so they're helping us to service students while, you know, we're also learning from them because they bring us, the, you know, the latest research and, and all of that information. But we oversee them so that they're able to, um, you know, uh, do their uh, do their internships. So it's a it's a it's a it's a good way of of um, you know uh, able to for everyone to be able to get what they need, so to speak, right? Absolutely. So with such a successful program, do you do you see a lot of interns that are actually returning back to the district to work as full time employees? Yeah. So I mean. 
right now I'm just trying to think I've, I've personally, I've had three psychologists that were working under me, school psychologists that are, that now have jobs in the district. Um, we have a doctoral level intern um, who was a doctoral intern with us last year for two days a week. And he was asked to come back to do his full-time internship within the district. Um, you know, so, and, and one of the exciting things is that the schools are like Montclair State, uh, their directors have, you know, just, just told us like how, you know, the interns are coming back and really love the program because, you know, sometimes the, the internships, they're only able to do counseling or they're only able to do evaluations. But here in the school district, you know, um, in Sparta, they're able to do all of that in addition to getting some exposure to like child study team and, and special education. So, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting to, to hear that. Well, this is another excellent opportunity to take a break. You're listening to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. And welcome back to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. I'm Tim Fredericks, your host, along with my co-host, Fran Gavin, here in the studio for a very engaging conversation with Dr. Jane Esposito from Sparta and our doctoral student who is curating this program, Shannon Benson. So Shannon, uh, the floor is all yours. Thank you. So Jane, now that we've, we've talked about, of course, how you staff your program um, in regards to, of course, using the interns really to, to really take on a lot of that load. Um, so is there any additional training that they, they need when they come into district or is there anything else offered for the staff that supports this program? Um, so, you know, the training that that really like if, if there's, you know, we have the clinicians, you know, in each building. And like I said, we, we, we hold steadfast to, you know, in order to be that before or after school clinician um, that you have to have, you know, your licensure. Um, because that really helps to, you know, run the program with integrity. Um, and like I said, it's, you know, um, licensed clinical social workers, psychologists. So that that really kind of sets the tone because that, you know, you, you want that level of training. You know, um, sometimes we have to do crises risk assessments uh, and, and we're, we're, we're teaching our graduate students. So we want to make sure that they're going to be leaving with a... Um, you know, uh, a, a great um, experience. Uh, in, in terms of the interns, you know, we, um, you know, it, it's hard because sometimes we have interns who come in who don't have any counseling experience. Uh, and, you know, that that's always pulls at my heart because it's like, you know what, um, where, you know, where, where do they get their start? So, you know, generally we're starting with interns who have some kind of, you know, counseling experience, some kind of training in evaluation. But I have to tell you this year, we took two interns, um, both from Montclair State, that had zero counseling services. Like, I, I think one was, you know, um, she was a manager for a daycare center, which believe it or not, those skills are very helpful. Uh, and you know what, it, it, when they come in, what we do is we're not going to, you know, we're working like side by side with them. So a, a student who comes in, perhaps, you know, a doctoral level student who has much more experience, they may get, you know, a, they're, they're going to get a, a, a bigger caseload. Whereas that student who's coming in who may not have anything is going to get one case 
you know, we're going to be really kind of working with them and holding their hand and seeing how they do. And then once they, you know, we see how they do, then they'll get additional um, cases, you know, added to their um, to their caseload. So that's really kind of, you know, it, it is individualized. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it'd be fair to say that you, you're really meeting them where they are, you know, just in the whole spirit of education in itself, right? A hundred percent. We have to. We have yeah. to. Yep. Absolutely. And so just like any program, um, you know, whether we're talking about academics, uh, extracurricular activities, you know, the, the one of the bigger pieces is just really gauging the success of any program or any class or any sport and activity. Um, how do you get how how do you gauge the success of the of this aligned program? Sure. So one of the things that we you know that we do, um, and again, you know, it's it's run just like a, a counseling you know office. When students come in, um, you know, not only you know I mentioned that there, there's the intake, but we're also you know giving out um, scales and protocols. So you know, for instance, a student might come in for anxiety or depression. You know, we have to look at where they're at. So we're getting that data point. Um, when their services are done, we're taking another data point. You know, so we're reassessing um, them to see, you know, whether or not that anxiety level has come up or down. And so that is where, you know, the success of those students are, you know, we're, we're seeing the success of those students, right? Um, you know, additionally, uh, what we're doing this year is that we are um, moving our, you know, uh, I would like to say our, you know, paper and pen approach, um, you know, information. Of course, it's, you know, done on a, a confidential, um, you know, um, sites on the on our computers, but we're moving to a uh, management system on our computers so that we can start managing and really kind of tracking the data. But, you know, j just from, um, I would say, just from a, uh, you know, um, a bird's eye view, so to speak, you know, looking mm -hmm. at the kids who, who come in, um, seeing how they're doing in class, you know, we're checking their grades, we're talking to their parents. Um, this, this is all something that is, is, is ongoing. Um, so, for instance, I'll just give you, you know, an example. I was down at one of our lower levels the other day. That particular case, you know, there's a little boy, again, social skills, you know, not really making any friends. Um, you know, so the, the graduate student that's working with that student, helping give them some coping strategies, giving them ideas on, you know, how to make friends. You know, and these guys, the graduate students, are, you know, some of them are out there on that playground, you know, just, just watching them, keeping an eye on them. That parent yesterday, you know, in that phone call, in that follow-up phone call, you know, he's making friends now. He's using some of those tools. He's speaking some of the language that, you know, that, that we're, we're teaching him. So those are some of the successes, you know. Um, so collecting data points and just seeing it in real time is, is really how we're gauging the success of the program at this point. Absolutely. Well, uh, the, the example that you use of, of the student being on the playground, uh, you know, me, myself, being the, the father of a five-year-old and three-year-old, those are the things that you are concerned about. So, you know, that's a, a success story. I think many parents can really um, can really feel, you know, and uh, so thank sure. you for sharing that. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, of course, with one of the things that we, you know, that we spoke about off the air is just, you know, just the program and just how well developed the program is. And so with, of course, putting a program together like this and, and that is doing such um, important work, 
Um, just talk to me about some of the challenges that you, some of the biggest challenges that you face with starting this program out. Sure, you know, I, I mean, you know, starting any program, I, I, I think that, you know, it, it's very similar to starting other programs, um, you know, a financial, you know, there's financial constraints, right? Um, you want to make sure that, you know, whatever program you start, that it's sustainable. Um, you know, the Align program, again, um, you know, we were very fortunate to have a supportive administration. So, you know, our clinicians do get stipends, um, the ones who work before and after school. Um, you know, you, you want to make sure, like I said, that you have the right people um, to be able to service your, your students um, in, a, in a sustainable way. Um, so you have to look at that. Um, some of the challenges, again, at the lower level is looking for space, you know, making sure you have that space. Um, again, you know, and, and again, you just have to have, you know, there's, in running a mental health program, you have to have people that have energy, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're, you're working with, um, with people that uh, are fully on board with, you know, um, being able to handle some of those, you know, mental health emergencies. Uh, you know, we like to do um, psychoeducational forums. Uh, people that are excited, you know, excited to to want to get that word out, you know, things along that like to work with kids. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, again, some of the challenges are are just looking logistically, you know, financially, space, and then just having the right people um, that are on board with with moving the program forward. Absolutely. So, of course, I know with you know, within the conversation, um, you really talked about where the program started and where the program is now. So it's apparent that the program continues to grow, um, not only in, in numbers, um, but in, in addition to really growing and, and adding what the program can offer to different population of students uh, or different, you know, different areas within the school. So of course, with that, just with that in mind, talk to me about what do you see as the challenges that you you're gonna that you're facing currently to maintain the program, and challenges that you foresee having to really support the continued growth of this program. Sure, um, I mean some of the challenges you know um, that we're just experiencing now is you know sometimes from from time to time um, just some of those you know and it happens in every place right or some of the budgetary concerns you know. Um, certainly would, you know, like to, you know, uh, do many things, you know, money can, money can buy a lot of, a lot of the things that you need. Um, but, um, you know, we are, we're in a good, we're in a healthy position. Um, you know, we are not against, you know, uh, one of the things like I like to think about when the Align Wellness Center program was, was started was, you know, look around, sometimes you, you, you forget about all the, let's just say, materials that, that you have. Um, so some of it is just us going through some of the materials that we already have, some of the protocols that we already have, and, and let's, let's recycle. You know, let's, let's use some of those things, um, keeping in mind that we are in a school district, right? Um, so, you know, we have, to, we have to keep those things in mind. Um, you know, maintaining the program, again, uh, you know, just ensuring the space, uh, looking forward, you know, um, right now we have um, an SEL team program 
at the middle school. So they, the kids have a, an SAL team time um, and we're you know, trying to, to tap into that team time. So they get offered yoga during that team time. They get offered, um, we have a doctoral student that actually teaches psychology and magic. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I sound like I'm now that I'm listening to myself. I'm like, we are so fortunate, you know, in our, in our school district. Um, and I am so grateful. Um, you know, some of the challenges that we have is, is just, and, and we say this constantly is just getting the word out, you know, for, for all the students that we reach, there are still students and parents that'll say, Oh, I didn't know, you know, that, that, that was there. So our big push right now is, um, for lack of a better word, you know, just advertising and advertising and getting it out on the social media. Um, I, I remember last year, you know, our DECA um, kids, you know, who were helping us out with that, you know, they were looking at like our Instagram. And they're like, yeah, you, you guys need to up your your viewers, you know, <laughs> like, how do you do that? Um, and so. It's, those are some of the challenges, just making sure that we're, you know, we're always getting that word and you're repeatedly getting the word out, you know, because a kid in need might be looking, might not be in need at one point in time, but then, and that's when, you know, the information is shared about how to get services. Um, and you have to remind them, where are they going to look? So it, those are just some of the things that, that, that we face uh, that we are, you know, constantly working on. Absolutely. I think as far as I think that's really important um, to really get this information out because, I mean, the things that you're speaking to are really, you know, really helpful things. And I think it's really something that that many districts can really benefit from um, and many students can benefit from. So as many students as we can get this out to, um, the better off we will be. But once again, I think you you sort of hit the nail on the head with students. It's all about social media, you know, and I think the more you can get involved there, the better we can get the word out. Right. Yep, 100%. Um, so, so talk to me about some of the goals, some of the goals that you, you have for this program, some of the upcoming goals or some of the things that you're really excited about, excited about that might be in the works as we speak. Yeah, you know, so some of the goals are, are definitely, um, you know, just really uh, aligning, so to speak, with the, you know, with our school climate committee, um, with other, you know, organizations, you know, in the building, um, with getting, you know, the, the word out again. So those, those are the goals, just expanding on some of those, you know, classes and, you know, figuring out like those times when, you know, we can, um, you know, uh, meet, you know, the teachers, you know, and, and, and really just providing more services to our staff members too. So those are just some of the, you know, the upcoming goals um, that we have. We certainly are always looking at, you um, you know, what topics, you know, we want to, we, we just had a parent academy, you know, um, on student skills and executive functioning, because that was a request uh, from the parents. Um, so we, we, we definitely want to offer more of those things, you know, tapping into what the community wants to hear about. Uh, and so just, just more of that, you know, community, um, those community relationships and, you um, you know, uh, trying to help, you know, with parenting skills and, and things like that. Uh, it's a work in progress, but but those are some of the upcoming goals. Absolutely. I think when you spoke to RTI again, and we talked about uh, the culture and climate um, teams within the building. So I really think that it really helps the success of a program really to just really engulf 
health and wellness into our everyday lives and into the curriculum and things of that sort. And instead of it being just his sort of his own entity in a sense, um, which I'm sure it took a lot of work in order to incorporate into just everyday life for our students. So of course, um, just flashing forward, um, where do you see, uh, where do you actually see this program within um, the next five years? Yeah, you know what, um, I, I just, I, I do see just the expansion of those, you know, mental health supports. Um, I'm just, you know, really, you know, passionate about, like I said, just expanding and, and having those alliances, you know, with those other, you know, the climate committee, um, getting the word out there, I, you know, to, to the point where, you know, mental health is, is no long, longer stigmatized. You know, our, our kids are really, really evolved. Um, they are uh, such a, you know, such an, a, an amazing um, group of kids who, you know, they, they're, the, the, we had a, um, you know, on our scoop uh, at the end of last year, you know, the students were speaking about, you know, the line program and counseling. And it's, it, you know, you, you start to see the evolving of where they're not afraid to talk about like, hey, you know, um, I, I need some counseling or I just need some direction. So that's where I kind of see that is just normalizing that whole process more um, and just offering, you know, um, more of that, uh, the, the, you know, combining that, that physical, social, emotional, those mental health dim dimensions for that holistic approach. I just, just want to see that, you know, just expanding, um, expanding more is, is what my, my hope and, and goals are. Absolutely. I think, you know, you talked about destigmatizing just, you know, social, emotional learning and mental health. Are there any opportunities or any resources that you, pro uh, you provide to parents and community members to really get them involved as well? Yeah, you know what, um, so that is something that, you know, last year we had some of those, um, you know, like school climate things going on afterwards. Um, we have, you know, we're working with our special education community, um, getting those words out and um, just, just, you know, we are hoping every quarter to do those psychoeducational. I have a wellness letter that goes out. Um, you know, so we were always including, um, you know, those uh, articles and resources and, uh, you know, um, suicide and uh, awareness. So, you know, just getting that that information out through those through those avenues is, is what we're, you know, try to do. Absolutely. Thank you, Jane. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. Well, this has been a uh, fascinating conversation about social emotional awareness and wellness uh, in the uh, academic setting. Uh, very special thanks to our guests and to our graduate students for moderating. You've been listening to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. <laughs>